0: Failure. The main reason why I chose to talk about this topic is because it just happened. Earlier today, I failed big time. So about eight hours ago, I was standing in a packed high school gymnasium. There's somewhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred students there. And I was there to talk to the students about ways to manage and combat anxiety and academic stress. And holy cow did I bomb. It did not go well. Many, if not most, the students were not all that interested in picking up what I was putting down. I was shook. I was so rattled. I was there to deliver a presentation about ways to deal with and overcome anxiety and stress. But instead, what was delivered was an in-person, real-time demonstration of a dude who was unable to deal with and overcome anxiety and stress. So because this feeling of failure is so fresh... I'm gonna try to use the events of today to talk about the topic of failure. So after the presentation was over, walked out to my car, and this is when my pity party, party of one, started up. I was thinking things like, God, that was so embarrassing. Man, was that brutal. I even started to play the blame game. I started to blame the students in my head for my failure. And this blame game accompanied me to my car, and it continued during my drive to a nearby coffee shop. But at some point during my drive, I realized I was being a huge hypocrite because I tell people all the time that blaming won't make you better and any benefit provided by blame will be brief. I am so quick to get out my little soapbox and and stand there and share, not just share, to declare to anyone within earshot that failure is essential for growth. One of my go-tos is to tell people that every failure creates a fork in our road. When that shows up, we get to choose which of two directions we want to head. Be bitter or become better. So after I caught myself in this high level of hypocrisy, I decided it was time to break up this little pity party. Time to buck up, buckaroo, and practice what I preach. So after I made this perspective shift, first thing I realized was that it wasn't all that bad. Don't get me wrong. While it was happening, it felt brutal. It was rough. But once it was over, the intensity of the experience lessened. I noticed that once I stopped using blame to fuel my negative feelings, I was able to see things more clearly. And just that, that alone, that was a great lesson, a great reminder that when we choose to not feed the negative thoughts and feelings that occur post-failure, the tried and true twosome of time and space will do what they do. What that duo does when we allow it to is provide us with a more objective perspective. That I thought, you know what? It'd be a good idea if I just did my best to forget about it, distract myself, forget it ever happened, but I caught myself and remembered the old adage, I'm always ready and willing to share with others. And that is, all is grist for the mill, which is basically means everything can be made useful. What to do post-failure isn't the A or B option of blame others or try to forget about it. By the way, notice I said try to forget about it, because let's be honest, you don't really forget about those big failures. Distraction doesn't work in any sustainable sense. The good news is there is a third option, and it's the one I'm always recommending, which is reflect, dissect, learn, and grow. So when I got to the coffee shop, I sat down, and this might not apply to everybody, but I find it helpful to start any process of reflection by searching for quotes online about whatever the current difficult feeling or experience is. So yeah, today I looked up quotes about failure. And the three that landed and felt most helpful were, i up my notes here. Failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Next up, failure is a lesson learned. Success is a lesson applied. And finally, failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. So after I felt like I had reached my quote quota, it was time to reflect on what I did wrong, what I could have and should have done better. And there was plenty to unpack there. I won't bore you with the specifics, but I realized that I should have been better prepared and that this recent failure was showing me, it was poking me where I need to grow. On that, the next presentation I give will be better. Because of my failure today, as I sit here in my office at uh, what do we got, 10:37 uh, p.m., with the aid of time and space, I am able to truly feel a sense of gratitude for what happened. But let's go back to the coffee shop. So after figuring out what I could and will do differently next time, my phone rang. It was a good friend of mine, so I answered. I told him about I had just bombed in front of a packed gymnasium of students. He listened. He cared. He talked about how bad that must have sucked then he asked if I was all right. I said I was getting there. And then I asked him how he was doing. And this is when he shared something that was stressing him out. And that's when another realization hit me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody. Yeah, everybody is dealing with something stressful. Dealing with the difficult in their lives. I was reminded that my discomfort is not unique. And that it is in no way more special or important than that of my friend. Or the people sitting all around me in that coffee shop, or anyone else for that matter. In fact, I'm realizing right now, as I say this out loud, that many of you who listen to this may be thinking, really, dude, you think that's bad? You have no idea what true difficulty is, and that this experience of mine, it pales in comparison to what you may be going through. And to that I say, yeah, you probably right. Being asked to present to those students was an incredible opportunity. Not only that, They paid me to give that talk. So the simple but accurate breakdown of what occurred was I got paid to stand there in a gym for an hour and talk. Actually, in my defense, I I did a little more than talk. During my presentation, I was so rattled and desperately trying to get the students engaged that at one point I panicked and thought it would be a good idea to start juggling. That's right. And then later, or well, maybe it was before, I'm not entirely sure. I, I sort of blacked out there for the majority of it. But at some point, I remember singing my school's fight song in like an opera style voice. Yeah, that actually happened. I'm, I'm visualizing it now. I apologize for the tangent, but I guess that's just further support about how trying to forget something like that isn't all that effective. But back to it. What I didn't plan as part of my post failure process, which was the call from my buddy, had turned out to be the most helpful piece of the process when we don't talk about our failures with people because we're too embarrassed to talk about them or too busy ruminating on them we can convince ourselves that we're alone not only that that our difficulties are enormous because the feelings that accompany them feel enormous and when we don't take time to hear about to care about the lives of others we miss out on the beautiful realization of wow oh, yeah we're all going through our own version Of tough stuff. And quick note here, we don't want to go too far in this perspective shift. What I mean by that is that yes, remind yourself that many have it worse than you, but don't swing that pendulum too far in the opposite direction and land in a place where you feel that your troubles, your failures, don't matter at all. Because we don't need to feel guilt or embarrassment about feeling what we do. There's a sweet spot between the two, which is yeah, many have it worse, but This stress, this difficulty, whatever it may be, is worthy of being felt, processed, and talked about. Back to the call. After I listened to my buddy describe his difficulty of the day, he asked, so where are you going to watch the game on Saturday? And that's when another realization hit. Yeah, the future. Yeah, the future is a thing. Cue Annie singing the lyrics of, uh, what was it called? Uh, The sun will come out tomorrow. Not only that, I actually have something to look forward to. That's right, the world. It has not stopped spinning due to my personal distress. This can be such a powerful reminder and one of comfort. We can get so focused and consumed by the conflict, the stress, and failure playing out in our own life that we forget to look around, to notice, and listen to what other people are going through. And when we use this myopic lens, we miss out on the perspective gift that is given when we pause for long enough to truly connect with others. The phone call ended with my buddy saying, I just have to ask, do you just like bring things to juggle to your presentations to bust out? Like in, in a case of an emergency, <laughs> I laughed. I said, no, a thoughtful and kind school counselor ran to her office to get me three of those stress ball things. So we both started laughing. And then he said, I'm surprised the old CU uh, you fight song didn't turn the tide either. We laughed as the conversation ended. And I said, I'll see you soon. And I share that ending to point out how important laughter is, not just for this post-failure process, but just for life in general. It isn't always the case, but it can be helpful to remember our biggest failures will often become our best and most favorite stories to tell. Stories that only focus on our successes, they tend to be a bit boring, sometimes off-putting. What do you think about it? There, There really aren't any good stories that don't include conflict or a huge failure. But to wrap this up, after looking at my notes I took today, I noticed a lot of words that start with P. So, in part due to my affection for alliteration, here's a brief breakdown of what a post failure process can or may look like. Pause the pity party so you can punctuate it with a period. Post period, peruse some profound published proclamations produced by people, past and present. And with that positive perspective as a platform, Progress to progress by becoming pragmatic. Use that failure as a prompt to promote and polish your perspective plans and preparations. But pause and part from any and all parts of this process to prioritize and be present for people. Putting in mind that the preeminent perspective possible will always be provided by people. People who are positive, patient, who can provide a laugh and be perceptive enough to point out that this too shall pass.